Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, everybody. It's Brendan Payne um, with my partner, Greg Harrelson, who can't be on the call right now today, but we are coming at you with another Level Up from Agent to Entrepreneur podcast, and I am super excited. Typically in these, we want to be able to get all the information out on someone who's really taken that agent to entrepreneur mentality and grown not only their personal business, but we love when we've got somebody as a guest who has actually helped other people do it along the way. So Craig Northrup is with us, Long and Foster, um, out of the Baltimore, Washington area. And uh, I'm going to let Craig go through the details of, of his journey. But just to kind of give you a, um, a brief synopsis, has been the number one team in America, has probably looks like forever been the number one um, overall producer in Long and Foster, and has now in the last couple of years um, branched out to even a bigger leadership position within his uh, his organization within the Long and Foster family. So without further ado, Craig, thank you so much for being on. And uh, if you can kind of bring the uh, audience who doesn't know you up to speed on, on a little bit about who you are and what you do, it'd be great. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. I, uh, you know, we talk about taking agent to entrepreneurial. It's one of my favorite conversations. And what really where it kind of started and where I look back at the heritage is I, uh, I owned a video store, actually, you know, when I was 18 years old. And one of the things I wanted, to, I enjoyed movies. So I wanted to, I learned business early uh, on in my career, but I was also blessed by a mentor of my mother who was in the business of real estate. So my mother's business back in 40 years ago, when she started, you literally waited for the phone to ring. You, you yep. phones. I mean, they didn't have internets and this kind of stuff and technology and all that great. You just literally, it was a yellow pages. That's about as far as your index went. So it was amazing how she was able to be the, she was actually number one international agent for Cobalt Banker three years. Uh, so it was kind of an interesting thing for her because she didn't have these tools. So that was, I got to witness that. She was a mentor in that arena, but I also owned a business. And my, my video business, I had a clicker on my door. And on that clicker, it told me every day, every uh, was when somebody came in and out of the door, out of the store. And in my mind, that was revenue. That was an opportunity for another client. So my goal was for every minute for that door to click. So my goal was every minute I wanted to make some kind of money, right? So if I had that work that way, that mentality was, so I gave away what we call purple cards then and created gold cards and all kinds of ways to give people free stuff. Because once they're in there, they yep. typically rented stuff or did other things and we, we kind of expanded to Beanie Babies at the time and baseball cards and Nintendos and all that kind of stuff. Beanie so Baby. we had a lot of arena. Uh, we didn't have the Blockbusters then. This is before Blockbuster actually. Yep. So anyway, the reason I bring you any of that is that was sort of my first experience of what they call entrepreneurship where I owned something and, and was only responsible to one person. That was me, right? So at the end of the day, you learned a little bit there. Then I watched my mother, who literally never got up before 11 o'clock in the morning, and she basically, uh, you would call her, though, at 5 a.m., and she would answer the phone, she would close you, and she'd go back to bed. Mm-hmm. So she was that good. So she was really good at closing, but she was all about waiting for the phones to ring. So I saw that going, you know what? We need to make the phones ring. 
We need to create a business in real estate. Hadn't been done. I have never seen it. So we, so witnessing what I saw, meeting a gentleman named Wes Foster, who uh, ran Long and Foster, who ended up acquiring Cobalt Banker, our section of Cobalt Banker at the time in our area. Uh, I had the pleasure of knowing him. He became a mentor of mine. And I asked him, I said, what made you so successful? And his answer was, you know, read everything you can in your trade. Know, know it better than anyone else. I believe that. I learn more. You earn more. Leaders are readers. You know, all that good stuff. I, so I, I really started learning everything. And knowledge became, and I use this, I say knowledge is confidence, confidence is trust, trust is sale. So the first thing I did when I worked with my mother was learn every inventory. I knew every street of every location of every house. So if you called for 12 Main Street, I knew two other houses that would match for what you wanted. So I never, ever ran out of something not to say nor to show. I always had my own matchmaker system built back then. And so it was because of my knowledge of the market. I was previewing properties. I was learn whatever I could do, I did. Um, and it was very important to learn that. And I think learning your trade better than anyone else was one of the keys in order to get there, get there faster is first learn it first. So I learned it. Then I then I realized that that real estate agents weren't creating it as a business. They were just treating it as a hobby, in an essence, a hobby. It wasn't, I'm not really kind of, you know, where they weren't really kind of had systems in place. There was no systems. It was just phone ring, go sell a house, you know, and that's great. You hope that they call on your signs. And the signs was your biggest marketing or the sun paper or you know, whatever, the papers that they had out there. And my mother had to create images of houses. So she wrote stories about properties that were just about how, you know, Cinderella's castle or something. Like she, had, she didn't have the internet or pictures or video or any of that. So she had to make your imagine. So taking all of that knowledge between what Wes told me, what I learned from my mother, I said, I need to create the IBM approach to real estate. And the reason that in 2000, oh, sorry, well, so I, I ended up uh, working with my mother, then decided to compete against my mother. So wow. actually, the hardest competitor I ever had was my mother. And in all fairness, people say, well, there's competitors out there. No, no, no. Try to compete with your mother, against yeah. your mother. Right? Because not only do you have the same name, you have a loyalty to your mother. And it's very hard. We actually had two doors. One door was Elaine Northrup. One door was Craig Northrup. You get to pick what door. It's like a men's room or a woman's room. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> right? As weird as that sounds, that's what it was. Right. So um, and so it's very tough competition between us. And it was put a little strain on our relationship in all fairness. But I had to earn my name because my mother already had a strong name and I didn't want to be given anything. I want to earn it. And so I had to compete against it. Mm -hmm. So it was a very struggle time. And so I in implemented these IBM approach to real estate systems, which were, you know, uh, you know, we, we, we first hired up. My first thing is I hired an assistant to help me because I want to make sure uh, we, we got an assistant. And then I hired a buyer's agent because, you you know, you, you want to start growing. So in the beginning, I was the youngest gentleman to single agent ever to sell the, a billion dollars in my career. So that was my goal, right? So to, to kind of achieve that as a single agent. How do you do that? Put yourselves out there everywhere. The problem with real estate agents is you try one marketing piece and you stop because you don't get a call. Mm -hmm. Consistency. The problem why real estate agents ride the roller coaster is because you choose to stop working when you start being busy, and you stop marketing when you really shouldn't be. You should you should keep it consistent. My goal was always to do this, and that was always a goal of mine in real estate. So fortunately, I ended up uh, beating my mother 
uh, in real estate. And she said, if I can't beat them, join them. So she joined uh, with us. Uh, in the meantime, I met my beautiful wife, who now is my was became my partner, and we started Crate North of Tea. So the Crate North of Tea originated around 2000. Okay, so, so let let me. I want to make some make sure we got some timeline on this. Yeah, you started as an individual producer. I and started as a producer uh, with my mother around ninety five. Okay, right, and then, so, but not ninety five. Sorry, eighty nine, nineteen eighty nine, and then. Uh, in the 90s is when I went through this procedure. I was going there. 2000s when I actually met my wife and we started Craig Northern Team. Okay, got it. So you started out, day one, you're selling. How long were you selling before you said, okay, you know what? I can do something. I, this is bigger than just doing some deals. You had the, you. it looks like you had the benefit of already seeing what your mom could produce and you're very competitive, I can tell. So you're like, I'm going to overtake her. But at what point did you say, okay, this is actually going to be able to be bigger than what I thought? When I saw the ability to make it a business, okay. when the ability to make it better, what the client wants, what the client wants is a smooth, a journey to be smooth and successful. Mm-hmm. So any good journey should be the way you want to do it yourself. If I was, you were selling your house, how would you like it? Right. If you're, if you're going to buy a house, who would you like to work with? And these were the kind of things that I kind of adapted to because I studied psychology and school and business as well. And it was psychology of selling is what I kind of learned. And then I needed, you know, ultimately I, I, I found a great partner in my wife and we, we were sitting on a park bench, true story. And um, when I met her, I was still with my mother at the time. And we decided to go on our own, compete against my mother. And then ultimately once my mother joined, um, we then really kind of ultimately, you know, kind of took off with the concept of this whole, IBM approach. So the IBM approach to real estate is this. Uh, we have a client care coordinators. We had, um, you have what they call a home marketing uh, department, which is our stagers. Then we have marketing department. Then we had an IT department and we have sales department. So we broke up the categories of a sales transaction or into listing more buyers into five categories and, and found the best of the people to handle that. You see, the best way to do business is to delegate to people better than you. Yep. So the goal is to find people. I I wasn't the IT person. I would never be. There are better marketer people out than I was. There are better stagers. I'm not a stager. And, and let me tell you this, agents, you're not stagers. Stop trying to be one, to be honest, right? Um, and the client care coordinators, I didn't like paperwork. Yep. I've never put a listing in in my, in, in my career, ever. Because you know why? I have people better than I am about it. They're more detailed than I am. So the goal was to make a, 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 a team that would basically focus on the most important thing, and that's a client and the client. So all of our agents, as we built this team, focused on the clients. Everything was done for them. We had all our systems in place. We had all great CRMs, all that kind of happening so they could just sell more houses, and they did. So that's really how the, uh, you know, sort of the evolution of, Craig Northrup team in 2000, when my wife and I decided to build Craig Northrup team, implement them five steps and be number one in the nation. That was our goal. Um, and if you're going to do it anyway, why not be the best? That's my point. And every level has a different devil. So every time we jump to a different level, brought new people in, trained new people, administration has its own dynamics, health insurance, you know, like <laughs> All kinds of stuff, PTOs, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. You choose to manage it or not manage it, right? Then you've got 
you, you grow to the agents who don't like to play in the same playground a lot yep. of times. So you have that dynamic. And the interesting thing is, is I wish looking back now that I went to a company that had systems in place that I could have benefited from, but we had to create them all. Yeah. I had a good foundation. Law and Boss was a great foundation, but we, you know, we didn't have the systems I needed. We, meaning my wife and I and the team to get to the next level. We had to build them, spend a lot of money on them, invest yep. in the business. Everything we did, invested back in the business. And yep. that's really, really how we got to where we are. Awesome. Awesome recap. So a couple of things I want to point out that because that's a, a lot of good information. I want to point out a, a really, really important thing that I think the audience has to has to get out of that first part. One is there is no doubt that you took very seriously becoming a student of this industry. And there are so many distractions and stuff out there that everybody feels like they just, I think, get in participate and then you get the rewards and there that's just not how any business works but especially real estate you you took it and said all right i'm going to actually learn as much as i can as quickly as i can and shorten that learning curve and then i love the this game of real estate is all confidence so you and i'm gonna i wrote it down fast if i mess it up you tell me Knowledge is confidence. So if I know what I'm talking about, I want to go get in more conversations. If I get in more conversations and I'm confident with those conversations, I build trust and rapport quicker with my prospects. And if I build trust and rapport quicker with my prospects, then I'm more likely to do sales. So knowledge is confidence, confidence is trust, and trust is a sale. Is that right? It's something I deemed a long time ago, and I believe in it. I've lived by it all my yeah, since then. That's, that's great. That's a nugget that if, if you haven't written that down already, write that down because that is the core of what it takes to continue to grow. I just spoke like one of our agents an hour ago brought up one of the challenges she's having and she said it's all about confidence. And if she doesn't have confidence, she's less likely to go have more conversations. So um, that, that's huge. Um, so in terms of what you set up, because you mentioned you've got all these systems in place, you did that out of necessity. Was the necessity because you just didn't like doing this stuff or because you really felt like, all right, I'm going to be able to produce more and have a bigger impact on the clients if I'm the specialist and I find a bunch of other specialists? I think it's a combination of both. Things I didn't want to do, yep. create that system. The other side of it is what's better for the client my time, and making them feel special. See, in a transaction, you really need to be with the client. You need to touch them five times. And really five times, one is at the listing appointment on the listing side. Okay, buyer side is different. Listing side, you need to be there at the, at the presentation, obviously show them why and the values and your worth and value, you know, why, why you, right? And then it's important to negotiate the contract, to be imparted that, you know, I call it protector of their equity, make sure that they get the most value. Walk them through the home inspection process. You know, that's a very scary part. A lot of the homeowners don't understand that. So make sure you negotiate that. Appraisals. I highly recommend you be at the appraisals. You got to sell it to two people, the buyer and the bank. You better be there to make sure that they get through that hurdle. Lastly, it's the settlement table in the most time. The rest of it, everyone else can fill in the blanks. There's no reason you can't have that. And that's really what I found as I wanted to get to a next level of servicing my clients the best possible and be available for them. 
I can be available to do a podcast on a call. I can I can be available with all well, my agents. I can be available because others are doing the things I don't need to do. Mm-hmm. And that combination of it is part of your answer. Yeah. So I want to dig into that a little bit more because I have uh, those of uh, those of the audience that know me. Um, I've only been in one system, and we've always done that. Like we've always. Um, We've got a closing coordinator. We've got a listing coordinator. We've got the support because our philosophy is we want to give the agents the opportunity to go out and spend time generating. They've got to be in income generating activities. The servicing is part of the transaction. There's no doubt about it. But there's going to be people that are better at that. So I I know how I would answer this, but I want to get kind of your take on... What do you say then to, to, or why do you think then the agents kind of get so caught up in all the extra stuff that's involved? And maybe a better way to, to ask the question is, why do you think companies don't just all take that approach and create salespeople versus just agents that are running around trying to do everything? It's the same reason why there's franchises and why there's not, right? So the, the challenge you get into is, is, that were too corporated in some way, right? I never wanted to get so big, I couldn't check my inventory and, you know, turn my lights off and check my inventory. And what yeah. I mean by that is, is you always, in order to do a program that works, you have to have your hands involved. And the problem is the big companies don't have, their, their upper level management have no idea what their mid-management's doing, which the mid-management doesn't have any idea what the foot soldiers are doing. So the problem is you can't implement a system unless you're involved in the system. And so what I find is the only way to do that, why I believe independent brokerages are more, will, should be more successful is because they're more hands-on. They, they can build these systems. They can be more imparted in it. And they can, they can really take that system that sounds good and make it together. What the problem is, corporate's waiting on somebody that's a foot soldier to implement something, but no training, no guidance, no instruction, you know, one of the things that's lacking, to be honest, and I'm very passionate about this, is mentorship. You know, you have these brokerages that hire these new agents and say, good luck. Yeah. That's what they say. They literally say, good luck. And so by saying good luck, you're saying, God, well, guess what? We are the high, We have the most agents of all time in this business now. There yeah. are more agents in history in this business right this minute. So now you as a brokerage, this is the difference between turning that, even as a team leader, and you're going to bring on a new person and not create, you should have a men, uh, mandated mentorship. Three transactions, at least, at least three. You know, because no real estate agent should be doing this business without some kind mm-hmm. of guide. And the problem why systems don't work is because no one's helped teaching them. They're yeah. saying, hey, we have them. If you want to use them, use them. You know how much you use when somebody does that? Never. Yeah. If you want to teach them, be part of it. Let them fish. Show them how to fish. Get them involved in it. And that's the difference. And I really think that's hard for corporate. Corporate to do this system is very, very hard. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think NAR, um, I saw a stat recently where 50 or 51% of agents are out of the business. New agents, new licensees are out of the business within their first 12 months. And the reasons are, are typically because you have someone come in. Most of the people that come in real estate don't have a direct sales experience. So they come in without understanding the language of sales the psychology of sales, which you mentioned, then you've got people that are in the leadership or the management that often weren't salespeople. 
they were put into the business in, in the management position because maybe they were good at the administration side. So you've got somebody coming in without skills, somebody coaching them, training them that doesn't have skills, and then we're expecting them to go be salespeople. And it just doesn't, there's a huge disconnect. Correct. And what's lacking is the training, right? And most brokerages are getting away from it. So the issue is, so what we decided as North Realty, when now turning from team to brokerage, which we'll talk about that transition in a minute, but we opened what they call Northrop University. So Northrop U is a university of training, the best agents, period, but we only train our brokerage. So what that is, is 25 classes a month. I mean, we literally train our agents and we're very passionate about it. One of the models I use is Under Armour did it for University of Maryland. I'm a big Turp fan. Okay, so being a big Turp fan, Plank, who owns Under Armour, um, created a facility in University of Maryland to train athletes to be the best. And it's a great, beautiful facility in University of Maryland if you have a chance to go see it. Well, I took that same model and said, I want to do that for real estate. I want to take real estate agents and make them the best possible. I want to make them so incredible that, first of all, A, they're loyal to where they learn, right? Second is they're also being better every year and, you know, by learning new things and, and of other people that are around. It's a growing culture, right? And I want to train only my agents, though. I'm not trying to train everyone else and make it a recruiting machine because that's mm-hmm. the other mistake that another broker did. They just make it a, a recruiting machine. So they have Joe Schmo teaching and they have 50 other agents that are just there for that one training. And it, one training in this business doesn't work. Yeah. I don't care who you are. For the training or the recruiting. What? For yeah. the training or the recruiting. I totally agree. I think yeah. it's a totally mis, misstep that if you spend more time on your agents and focus on making them better one at a time, you'll make a better brokerage or a team. Either way. Either way. Okay, if you're a team leader, focus on your agents. Make them the best possible. Don't worry about the rest. They'll come. They'll come. We never recruited as a team ever. We grew from one agent to 100 agents. Never recruited at all. As a brokerage, we've had to learn to recruit. Oh, my God, agents are painting my ass. Not right. sorry, my tail. But you follow me, and you get that at that part. But I'm yep. saying in general, I can say that because I am one. You know, yep. because at that top, it's amazing how much overthinking agents yeah. They overanalyze and overthink, but yet they want to coach your client to not overanalyze and overthink. Good point. So it's kind of amazing that they have to figure that out within themselves before they're going to be able to teach, I mean, before they're ever going to do it with, it with others. That's just some of the coaching that we do help with our agents. Got it. So switching gears a little bit, um, you went from the team, got the yes. brokerage now. What are you, because the industry is changing. Um, it's, it's essentially going to be the same. It's still sitting down with somebody and, and doing a deal and communicating effectively with them. But there's a lot of changes, a lot of disruptions and stuff in the industry, a lot of shifts happening. How are you um, showing your agents today how to add value? How are you keeping them relevant in their conversation or helping them realize how they can keep themselves relevant in the conversations they're having with the consumer today? First of all, it takes a lot of coaching. So one of the things that's very important is to have a coach, right? But I think that coach should be that broker, that person that is vested in them on both sides. And I think, uh, or a team leader, again, I want to quote that because I was a team leader and now I'm a broker. I understand both sides. I don't see much at all on the broker side doing this, but I see a lot more on the team leader side, you know, but, but in general, first it requires coaching, 
right? The problem that you get into is, is we're not, we're not getting coached. There's nobody to talk to. And in most brokerages, there's no camaraderie. There's no, there's no, um, energy. No, you know, if you go to the offices of ghost towns, I don't believe in that. I believe in synergy. I believe in helping others. And if you help others get what they want, you're always going to get what you want. And I think these are the kind of principles that we built Northrop Realty, which is now the brokerage, from Craig Northrop team. And I think what got us through the recessionary period of 2008, when we became number one in the nation the first time in the recession, is mindset. You see, mindset matters. You can't control the economy. You can control your mind and thought about the economy. And I think what we've done well with our agents is created our mindset first. And our mindset is, first, they're confident, B, they're knowledgeable, and every day they're getting something to grow. You don't go through something, you grow through it. You don't lose, you learn. But it's how you learn that matters. And I think that's really the principle of why the, the, the challenge is always out there. And, and I always say you should be people that are level. You're talking about your podcast called Level Up, right? I'm all about Level Up. Um, level Up is... When I want to be a better tennis player, I play level up. I go a next level to play because I want to get better. If you're the if you're the top of your class, you're in the wrong class. Yep. Okay, that's my first answer. Second is you should be in a place that's challenging every day. And if it's not, you're in the wrong place. And so ultimately our goal is the brokerage and was the team was to challenge our agents and keep them accountable every day. Yep. And it's hard. It's a hard thing. Don't get me wrong. But you've got to be committed to do it. And I believe it takes a player's coach as a leader to do that. Because I think a player's coach teaches an experience versus a person from afar. You know, a guy that's never sold real estate to try to coach me on what I should do in real estate is the wrong coach. A yeah. coach that sits in Kentucky that's going to tell me how to sell in Maryland is the wrong coach. A coach that sits here and, and is on the field with me and knows what Maryland laws are and knows what how to sell real estate and does it every day and has high standards of goals, that's who I want to learn from. Yep. And that's what I want to strive to be. And that's who I want to be around of like-minded people. Yeah, and I, I want to point out, and, and you give me, I'd like to know your thoughts on this too, but I see a... I see a confusion or sometimes the terms are used interchangeably. I hear them interchanged um, between brokers and owners and I hear um, agents say the same thing, um, interchanging training and coaching. And they're really two different things in my mind. I mean, training is the technical side, the, you know, contracts and techniques on, um, you know, the uh, listing a property or any of the stuff that's involved when the business, the, the technical side of the business that has to be done. But what you're ref referencing in my mind, the coaching is what most agents are lacking. It's how do you actually create a vision, a business plan? How do you implement it? And then the soft skills like um, communication styles, personality styles, are you sitting down with a driver? Are you sitting down with um, an expressive and stuff that most agents, when you talk to them, you ask them about that, they've never even heard, which is such a, um, it, it puts them so far behind when they're competing with other people that have been coached on things like mindset. Do you see that happening? I call it walk the dog or chase the dog. You choose, right? You can either walk the dog with the client and walk them through the process because you're the professional, or you can start chasing the dog, right? And then you're just kind of trying to catch up the whole time. Right. And so what I believe in your conversation of training is 
training isn't enough if you don't put the coaching in. It's yeah. like the secret sauce. The coach is the secret sauce. Yeah, because absolutely. Is, here's what you got. Go out and do it. Okay, coach, thank you. But guess what? That coach doesn't just say that. The coach then tells you how to implement. Because one training class, which is what they think the big companies all think, hey, let's just train them on something and they'll get it. No, they need hands-on experience of doing it. So I'll go out in the field with my agents and watch them do what we just taught so that I can say, hey, look, here's some things we can do better. Here's what, and I'll do role play and I'll do things that'll make them more in it than just teaching it. Because teaching it is only a retainment of 30 to 20, 20 to 30% retainment in training, 20 to 30%. When you coach them, it goes to 50. Yeah. When you allow them to do it and observe them, it goes to 75%. So it's, it, it elevates as you get more involved. Great points. Great points. Um, so we're almost, we're almost out of time. Wrapping up here, I want a couple of things. Let's pretend I'm an agent in your company, and I'm, I've, I'm figure, I've figured it out enough to know, all right, this is where I want to stay. This Great. is I, I want to stay in the business. I've gotten some business going. You're seeing a lot of potential in me, but I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of not really seeing the big picture. Um, but I want to do bigger things. How would you coach me in terms of, you know, what's, what do I need to start doing? What are one or two things that I can start focusing on to really see how I can take this from just being an agent, maybe a different type of job and doing a few deals and making an income to you've got the potential to actually turn this into a business. How do, how do you do that for your folks? I call it momentum magic, right? Momentum magic first is you got to get on the momentum train, right? The problem is, is when we're not on momentum, we all are not good not being busy. So we got to create busy. So by doing that, what I do is I set up a scale and I, my goals are very simple. I call them soul goals. They're soul goals. I have a, I have a 20, 20, 20. Vision is 20, 20. That's, you know, that's what I use. 20 listings, 20 contracts, 20 Zillow reviews, and 20 repositions. That's my goal every month, right? But I already know what houses I'm going to sell every month because I write them down. I write down every house that I believe I'm going to sell so that what am I doing? I'm counting downward. You see, mm -hmm. the problem with goals is we all count up. Uh, Who wants to go up the stairs when you can go down the stairs, right? You get to choose. The point back to that is somebody like yourself, if you were going through that, is I'd refocus you and say, hey, let's look at this. You want to say, you know, what is your goal? 24. Well, that seems unrealistic. You haven't even sold one yet, right? So why are you going to shoot for 24? But guess what? If I divide that by 12, that's two. So if I sell, if you sold two goal, two houses every month, you're going to get your goal. So why don't we focus on the two and figure out how we're going to get you two? And as soon as I get you one, you think you're a rock star. And let me tell you this. When you sell your first house, guess what? You just had your best year ever. Yep. Congratulations. Great job. That momentum, that confidence, that will take you to the next level. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. So if somebody's out there listening and they want to um, be able to get in touch with you, or, I mean, you've shared a ton of good nuggets and things that, you know, acronyms and stuff that, uh, that I'm going to rewatch this a couple times and write them down. I love it. If somebody wants to get in touch with you and get a little bit more information on if they're here locally or uh, where you're at and, um, uh, get some, some ideas on, um, you know, your company and your brand, how do they get a hold of you? So, uh, Northrop Realty, uh, my email address direct is cnorthrop 
and that's N-O-R-T-H-R-O-P, at NorthropRealty.com. Uh, you can reach me there. You can call my office at 410-531-0321. Find me on Facebook, any of the social media tra- channels. I'm certainly out there, and if you can't find me, I'm doing something wrong. That's awesome, and that's that's actually you. You ended it great because that's a great uh, that's a great piece of advice. If you're an agent today and they can't find you googling with some good content out there, then you are probably behind the eight ball. So, um, Craig, thank you very much again. I have uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, and I know the audience will too. So, um, thanks everybody for uh, tuning in. And again, you can find me. Best way to get a hold of myself or Greg Harrelson is through Facebook Messenger and shoot us a message. We'd love to hear any other topics that you guys want to talk about or guests. And again, thanks so much, Craig. Thank you.